0: We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea.
1: What's up to everyone in Southeast Louisiana? It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Thursday. Casey Jisclair here. We've got a fun 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day, as good of a day as we're having here in our Coastal Broadcasting Studios. Before we dive into it, we want to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. The Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge, and Homa Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. How about Dufresne Building Materials? Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And also Golden Motors, where Price is Priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. A reminder also, join us on Saturdays at 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from all your local sports experts, presented by Terrebonne General, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company, banking you can count on. Um, that's a great segue because Stan's actually going to be joining us today at 12.15 to talk about LSU's opener, the opener of the high school football season and everything in between. Speaking of high school football, join us tomorrow at 6.30 from Memorial Stadium, South Lafouche High School varsity football coverage. The Tarpons are taking on St. Edmund. Our broadcast is sponsored in part by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. So we thank everybody for sponsoring and we thank everybody for listening to our local high school football coverage. Today's show will be a good one. We've got Keegan Pokey with the LCO football team at 1145. The Bulldogs got a big win yesterday. We've got Chris Duga. It's game day out in Thibodeau. Uh, we'll have him on at noon. Talk about their big matchup with Lutcher. and 12.15, Stan Gravois, as we said a minute ago. In 12.30, we'll talk a little LSU football, break down some headlines happening around the world of sports. At the bottom of the show, we'll get our betting picks. Um, y'all, we have waited a long time to say this. Um, hell, we've never done a show where we could say this. Not on play-by-play, at least. It's game day. We're playing a high school football game today that's going to count. We're playing a high school football game today that's going to mean something in the power ratings. We're playing a high school football game today that is going to matter in the standings, that is going to help catapult a team into a good spot in terms of playoff contention. We've got three matchups today locally. Every one of them is going to have some high stakes, and two of the three are actually in our area. Today, we begin with Thibodeau and Lutcher at 7 o'clock over at Thibodeau High School. Today, we have H.L. Bourgeois and Lafayette over at Tom B. Smith Stadium. And we also have Homer Christian playing Highland Baptist, a game that would be in our area if not for some rains and everything of the sort. That game will actually be played over at New Iberia. So three big matchups locally today. Um, I'm going to try my darndest to get out to Thibodeau High School today and watch their matchup with Lutcher. I may, maybe are going to sneak out at some point to go catch a photo or two of H.L. Bourgeois and Lafayette. But we cannot wait. We also have in the area, if you're a middle school football fan and you want to go to Central Lafouche, Golden Meadows taking on Raceland today. So that one will also be a lot of fun as well. So a lot of football going on around the area. And before I talk about the football game that I was at yesterday, which was LCO and Bayou Blue, I want to also give a special shout-out to one of our local volleyball teams, which is off the red-hot start to the year. How about the South Lafouche Lady Tarpon volleyball team? Look, this is a, a volleyball team that um, historically – Hadn't been tremendous, but in the last five, six, seven years, they have gotten much better and gotten more proficient. They made the Train Center a couple of times and have had some really good teams. They're three and zero to start this season. They get a win over Riverdale yesterday, a five set thriller. They win the first, fourth, and fifth sets, drop the two middle sets, second and third sets. They're now three and zero in the season. The Lady Tarpons have opened up the volleyball season, defeating Covenant Christian defeating Kenner Discovery Health Sciences, and then also defeating Riverdale. So they're now 3-0 in the year. Kudos to Coach Jeremy on a job well done. We'll try to have her on the show sometime soon to break down some of the things that are allowing her team to be successful. Just wanted to give that shout-out. Oh, goodness. That shout-out and that add-a-girl to that bunch of players and that team had a hard time spitting that one out there because we're super excited about the day and uh, maybe talking a little bit too fast. We'll make that happen, though. So... Um, kudos to the Lady Tarpon volleyball program on getting those three wins and then rocking and rolling. Now let's talk some LCO football. Um, I was at LCO versus Bayou Blue yesterday, and we'll have, as we said, Keegan Pokey on in the next segment of the show. Um, look, LCO gets a a thirty no forty four to sixteen win over Bayou Blue. Um, you know the score was what it was. You know LCO has a much more advanced program than Bayou Blue. That's not a knock against Bayou Blue, man. Those kids are, are working hard. Those coaches are coaching hard. They're just playing with the hand that they're dealt. They don't have as much size. They don't have as many numbers and you know the score was what it was. I mentioned this yesterday when I was writing about the game is that sometimes you could tell why a team is having success. And sometimes it's just because you got overwhelming talent and you you just kind of have athleticism and and you know things that other people can't scheme for. And LCO does have some of that, without question. Sometimes you have great coaching and, you know, tactically you're in better positions than everyone else and you're doing things better marginally at the edges than everyone else is. And I think LCO has some of that too. But one of the big things that's the reason why this program is having so much success and they haven't lost a game in a long time. They won them all last year. They won the first two to start this past year. So they're on like a a very lengthy winning streak here. One of the things that's allowing them to have that success is because they have genuinely good kids in their program. And yesterday I posted a picture on social media and it really generated a lot of attention. It's a picture of a couple of the starters for the LSU, for the LCO first offense that are just going crazy, like jumping up and down and hollering and screaming and very excited, very animated And the reason for that excitement and the reason for them being so animated is because they're excited and happy that Terry Brad Borda, who's a second-string offensive player, had a long run and pushed the ball into the end zone. Um, That vibe and that energy is incredible, right? It's incredible. It's awesome to see guys rooting for other guys like that, right? It's awesome to see you know teammates truly having one another's backs like that. So that was one of my biggest take takeaways, you know a lot of folks ask me, man what's what's changed over there? Like and of course yeah, coaching has changed. Coach Coach Pokey's doing a great job. He's built a great staff, everything of that sort. Of course, you know the players and the personnel and everything have changed. They've gotten better players now and you know bigger players. But one of the biggest things is that those kids are really really good kids and I don't want it to be lost. And giving an attaboy and an award to the parents of those kids because they're doing an excellent job, making sure that those men and the one woman on the team are all um, being raised right and are performing right, being good teammates, being good student athletes, being good leaders. That was very impressive to see. They're a fun group to be around. They're now two and zero on the season. Don't know that they're going to lose one <laughs> the rest of the season. I think that they're overwhelmingly the favorites to win the Paris championship. But I just wanted to shout that out. I wrote about it yesterday. I wanted to say it publicly. Like, man, it's really cool to see kids having fun. And and look, this this is what I'm about to say is not me trying to promote myself at all. But whenever I go to one of those games, three, four, five times during the game, I'm being thanked. Oh, man, Mr. Casey, thanks so much for the pictures. Oh, man, thanks so much for coming to the game. And like, not that I expect that whenever I go anywhere because, you know, I'm, I'm doing a job and I don't expect to, you know, have people pat me on the back or whatever. But for the kids to understand and know that that you know having someone covering middle school athletics isn't normal, um, it's really cool. And it's a sign of great leadership, and it's a sign of what a great program is all about. So kudos to them for that. Tonight, Thibodeau and Lutcher will be a big one. A lot of athleticism, a lot of size and speed, a lot of great playmakers all across the field. Can't wait to see how that one shakes itself out. A couple of keys, and we'll have Chris Dugas on at noon to talk about some of the keys from his perspective Thibodeau says that they're proficient in special teams and that they're dominant in special teams. They better be tonight. On the other end of things, can Lutcher tackle DeMarcus Singleton in the open spaces? Thibodeau's going to put him in open spaces. Can Lutcher tackle him and bring him down? Then the next thing, which team is going to finish drives better in the red zone? High school football, a lot of teams move the ball from the 30s to the 30s. The proficient and exceptional teams, the teams that win seven, eight games, are the teams that get from the 30 into the end zone, that get from the 15 into the end zone, that don't have to kick field goals, that don't have to bring out special teams. When they're in the red zone, they dominate. Those are the teams that have the most success. I think both teams are going to move the ball tonight. Which team is going to put six points on the board versus which team that's going to maybe have to kick a field goal or maybe even miss a field goal or whatever it may be. Which team's going to get touchdowns tonight whenever they move the ball down the field? That was going to be some big keys. That's going to be a fun matchup tonight. Can't wait to see how it shakes out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Keegan Pokey LCO. The Bulldogs are 2-0 in Parish play after a 44-16 win over Bayou Blue. We'll catch him out of this break here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
0: The music on the Bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.
2: Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue and Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
4: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called dofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference.
0: quality health care locally for you
1: we were at middle school football last night watching the lco take on bayou blue the bulldogs get a 44 to 16 win and improved to 2-0 on their Parish season, we go to the phone lines now and have their football coach, Coach Keegan Pokey on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Morning, Casey. How's yep. it, it? going? Going pretty well, buddy. You guys take care of business, take on Bayou Blue, leave no doubt, leading 36 nothing at halftime, get some younger players in in the second half. Uh, you guys grab control from the very first snap, breaking a long touchdown and going ahead and never looking back.
7: Yes, sir.
8: Uh, you know, we always look to improve, and uh, I'm now watching film. I think the kids did that. Uh, no matter the opponent, we, we want to set the standard each and every game. We want to set the, the bar a little bit higher. Um, and I, I truly believe that the, the guys did that. Our offensive line came off the ball extremely well. Our back did the whole – got to work on ball security a little bit, but we will take care of that in about a, about a week of practice before we get to 6 four.
1: Coach, I got to tell you, man, the first snap of the game, and I got a picture of this, and I didn't actually publish it because it would have been hard for like someone to understand what exactly was happening was you can't see the ball carrier. But on the first play of the game, as uh, VGA is running past me on the camera, I got a shot of the line of scrimmage, and like everyone on your offensive line is blowing up everyone on their defensive line, man. Those guys from the first snap of the game said the tone, like, bro, we're, we're here to push you guys around.
8: Yeah, absolutely. And Coach Chuck and uh, Coach Chris Colley do an excellent job uh, with that group. But in general, and I was listening to you before, uh, we got some great leaders on that offensive line. Carter Colley and both Jargers, both of those guys kind of take it uh, with heart. They take it a, a little bit with pride that they want to go ahead and get better. They are very vocal. They're vocal on the offensive line, but they're also vocal with our backs to make sure they understand, hey, Um, this is where the hole is going to be. You better hit the hole because it's going to be there, and they do an excellent job, and I'm very proud of them.
1: Taking on Sixth Ward in the next matchup, I saw Sixth Ward in the Jamboree against Raceland. I thought that they actually outplayed Raceland, put in some backups at the end, and ended up losing it on the scoreboard. But they have a very simple scheme, but they executed very well. They're very good defensively. They shoot into the gaps and tackle well. It's going to be a good challenge for your team, man.
8: Yeah, absolutely. And they, they scrappy, just like for basketball. Basketball they play match to man and they're scrappy bunch. Um being from Chack Bay, uh even playing them for banner football when I was a a player, we always knew we were coming in with a fight, no matter what the score said at the end of the game. They were a scrappy bunch. It reminds me a little bit of to Metal. Um they're they're tough nose. They like you said, they're simple, they're straight to the point, but again, they're gonna get after you no matter what. So we definitely gonna have to bring our A game. We know we're gonna be in a dog fight from the beginning and uh I think the kids are going to be ready for the challenge.
1: How hard is it to keep those guys focused, bro? Because like everybody in the parish knows you guys are really good, and then you got an unclehead like me writing about you guys after every game and stuff like that, and posting pictures and everything. How do you let them know that? Hey, yeah, you know we're on a special journey and we got a chance to do great things, but we got to keep our nose to the grindstone to make it happen.
8: Absolutely, and look, any other year I would say it would be very difficult, but with the kids we got this year, uh, like Bo Jarvis, Jarvis actually stepped up after we beat West Thibodeau, he stepped up after that game, the next practice on that Thursday. And he said, uh, on that Wednesday, he said, guys, look, we won and everything, but we're not done yet. That was one to know. We want to be better than what we were when we played last night. I mean, for him to say that for the kids to hear it from Bo, I think they understand like, Hey, we could do something really special. Uh, we could be good or we could be great. And I think the kids want to be great. I think the leadership team wants to be great. And, uh, it's pretty simple in our standpoint. we got to come out with a, a practice plan each and every day, and they come out and they execute that practice plan, and they do full speed 24-7. So right now it's pretty easy. Now, later on down the road, uh, that rocky road, that grind, if you ask me the same question, it might be a little bit different. But right now they they hungry, man. They want to get it. So it, it is pretty easy on our part.
1: Tell me about Bo Georges, man, because you, you know you mentioned his leadership a minute ago. He's an interesting prospect for me to follow through middle school because he's playing offensive line and defensive line for you guys. But like he's a big kid, but he's not like a fat kid, right? Like he's just a big kid. Like I could see him being almost like a tight end or a defensive end. Like I feel like he's very versatile, can play a lot of different positions. But he's a good athlete despite his big frame.
8: You must have been talking to Bo on the side because he keeps on telling me. That <laughs> like, he keeps on telling me that he wants a corner route. He keeps on telling me he wants a. Uh, a fullback dive. He's uh, very adamant. Of no, but he's probably our second fastest guy on our team. Uh, I think Sharky Vijay, uh, Jean Eric Vijay is probably our fastest guy and then is right behind him is his boat. Yeah, He's a man. That's the best way you can describe him. He's just a man. He, uh, he gets it. He gets football. He gets basketball. He's a great kid in general and in the classroom he's a straight-A student. Uh, but his leadership right now, the way he grow grew up the last year and a half, I was able to watch him grow up. Um, he's just an unbelievable young man. Uh, his parents are awesome, and but in general, he uh, he he gets it. He gets life. He gets football. He gets basketball. He's just a great young man.
1: Awesome. Very well said, bro. Your defense took one to the house last night. That's always good to see. Santa Mon scoops and scores on the fumble, man. That's that's always fun. That always gets everybody excited.
8: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, going back to Bo, Bo said he didn't know what was going on. Bo swears that. If he knew what was going on, he would have scooped in and scored, but he said the light uh, sun was in his eyes. But Colin did a great job. He picked it up, and he came find me afterwards. He said, Coach, I thought I was about to trip over my own two feet. I said, Collin, for a second, I thought so too. But he, he scooped it up, gained his balance, and he took one to the house. And that's very seldom. You see that. It's not very common. So uh, the kids were amped up. It was a, a little bit of an, injury, an energy boost and on a hot day. But, yeah, they were very excited
1: about that. As a coach, I know there are always things that you can improve on. One thing off the top of my head, maybe ball security. You guys fumble to kick off and put the ball on the ground a couple of times. What are some of the other areas that you guys are looking to improve on going forward?
8: Yeah, absolutely, ball security is definitely a, a key component in the game and definitely something we're going to focus on. Our backs, uh, we, we really need to focus on that fullback position of hitting the hole because, again, that fullback dive, the uh, if we could set up that fullback dive, it would help us with our cross leads, our blasts, and everything like that. But just uh, just in general, touching up the plays, making sure we're doing everything perfect, uh, making sure we understand where we need to be at all times, understanding that we need to be very vocal on the offensive line, be ready to go on the defensive line. A lot of times last night they kind of caught us off guard. We're, I don't know if we were getting tired or if we just wasn't ready. They're wedging this out. And we need to understand if I'm not getting blocked, it's probably for a reason. I probably could squeeze down a little bit more. But just perfecting the little things and just keep on getting better. And I think the kids are going to do that for us as well.
1: One of the things, buddy, that is uh, so interesting is, man, like the high school coaches are telling me, bro, if we don't have turf, like we just don't practice. And then some of the other high school coaches like BJ and South LaFouche, they haven't practiced all week because the heat indexes have been too high. So – it's either too hot to get out or it's too wet to get out. Have you guys been able to do much work You know, in terms of practice?
8: Yeah, believe it or not, our field, I don't, it took a beating at the beginning of the year, and then I don't know if it's really uh, well turtled back. But if it rains, more than likely, now if lightning comes out, obviously we can't go out. But if it rains, if it rains a, a good bit, our field kind of dries up pretty quickly. So our field kind of takes it well. But uh, the heat, a lot of times with the heat, i follow with, with Coach Ryan Barbry. Whatever he tells the high school, that's what we kind of follow. So sometimes we're going to have to practice in the cafeteria if it's too hot. Um, but once we get cleared, our, our field, our grass field kind of takes it well, the, the, the wetness and everything like that. But yeah, lightning's kind of, uh, kind of gives us a curveball here and there. The heat kind of gives us a curveball here and there. But, uh, we challenge the kids adversity. How you respond with adversity is going to tell us a lot about our team. So once we get that adversity, we got to dial in mentally and we kind of move forward from there.
1: Going to be back home for the first time since the Jamboree. You guys played West and Bayou Blue both on the road, taking on sixth War down the Bayou at Memorial Stadium. I know that's going to be a good feeling, being able to play before you, your home crowd.
8: Yeah, absolutely, and the kids are very excited. We got in our gym for the first time uh, this week, and the kids were like, Coach, I haven't even played a basketball game in here. So the same thing for our football. We're like, uh, Well, we had our first home game uh, against Melon, and the kids are well, that wasn't really a home game. So we're really excited to get sixth War back home uh, I'm hoping the guys get a big crowd uh, last night was a, a decent sized crowd the first to Magic game was a really big crowd so I hope they come out and support these young men uh, I think they would be very excited to see all their family and friends coming out supporting them and uh, get really excited for that first home game
1: a week off before that matchup what are some things you guys are going to be working on in practice brother
8: yeah we're going to be working on the back hitting the hole lead blocking well coming off the ball coming off the line of scrimmage uh, a little bit more conditioning, uh, securing the football. Um, this is getting better. We're going to focus on what, uh, what Six Ward does. We're going to let them see what Six Ward does. We've got some film on them. And just uh, doing the little things right, uh, creating young men, young women, doing the little things, making sure everything is in line for them to be successful on the football field and outside the football field as well.
1: Great, buddy. Thanks so much for the time. Congrats on the win, dude.
8: I appreciate it, man.
1: Yep, that is Coach Keegan Pokey with LCO doing a wonderful job. They've got a great uh, team. By now, everybody in the parish knows that. They've got an excellent opportunity on Thursday against Six Ward. I'm telling you, Six Ward's sneaky good. That's going to be a good ball game. And for Bayou Blue, they have a bye, and then they'll take on Golden Meadow on September 14th. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Chris Dugas. It's game day for him. The Tigers are taking on Lutcher over at Thibodeau High School tonight, 7 o'clock. Whew. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a heavyweight fight between two teams with a lot of athletes, two teams with a lot of high hopes. Right out of the gate, we're getting a heavyweight bout in the high school football ranks. Can't wait to be out there watching it play out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Chris in the next segment of Play by Play.
9: The music on the bayou, the rage Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM.
2: Guaranteed.
12: You may think every weather app is the same, until you see Weatherbug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, Weatherbug prepares you for the unpredictable.
11: Download the Weatherbug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free.
0: Baby song you make me wanna roll my windows
1: down and cruise. Well, I don't know about rolling my windows down, but I am certainly going to be cruising a little bit later on today out to Thibodeau High School to catch Thibodeau and Lutcher. We'll be on the sidelines getting some art for that one. Big matchup between two really good football teams right out of the shoot. We go to the phone lines and have Tigers coach. But Thibodeau Tigers, Coach Chris Dugat on the line. Coach, good afternoon, man. How are you?
7: Good. How's it going, bud?
1: Good. Things are going well, man. It's the season opener today, one night earlier than most. You guys are taking on a very proficient and very explosive opponent. The final preparations have been made. The old cliches, the hay is in the barn. How are things feeling over at Thibodeau High School right now?
7: Uh, Feeling pretty good. Uh, Definitely, we're getting some guys back off the injury report that – you know, had been out for a couple of weeks, so that will definitely help out. DeMarcus Singleton's been on the shelf a little bit. He's coming back tonight. Uh, Kanye Holmes, uh, Clay Granier, Rashad Jackson, Magda stevens we probably getting back about six or seven starters tonight that we didn't have through scrimmage and jamboree in and out. So, uh, a good thing. Very good thing to kind of get healthy at the right time when you're going into your week one game.
1: Is this a situation where they're going to be on a pitch count, or is this a situation where, heck, they're feeling good and they're full go?
7: I think you uh, know, pretty much all of them are full go. Uh, they, 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 none of them will be on a pitch count tonight. Uh, they've kind of been through some light practices leading up to this, and then putting, you know, going a little heavier, putting on the pads the last couple of days. And all of them look pretty good, so uh, you know it'll definitely be a big deal for us to. To get back to close to full strength, not quite there. we still got a couple of guys out, but uh, pretty close to full strength tonight.
1: Taking on a very good Lutcher team, very explosive quarterback, athletic playmakers on the edges, and usually pretty stout on defense. What are some of the challenges you're going to be facing, man?
7: All about the QB. Uh, Winfield is the real deal. Uh, he's a big quarterback. I kind of draw comparisons to when we had DeMarcus Mitchell playing quarterback. A guy who just made the 53-man roster for the Patriots and is a defensive end now, so you kind of get a, a visual picture of what that size is going to look like with him back there at quarterback. He's six-three, probably close to 225, 230 pounds, you know, which was what Demarcus looked like in high school playing quarterback. And if you know uh, you, you got a 6 220-pound guy, you know, I, I call him Baby Cam Newton back there. You know, he's going to be tough to tackle. And that's what it's all about. We got to be able to tackle tonight. If we uh, if we can tackle seven, I feel real good about uh, our chances because he definitely makes the wheels on the bus roll.
1: How important is it going to be when he breaks outside of the pocket? Of course, he has to go and get him and bring him down, but also to make sure that your cornerbacks are staying sticky to those receivers? Because I remember when he was a ninth grader, he used to be so good at breaking the pocket, you come up to try to get him, and then he just throws it over your head. I'm sure that's still part of his game. How important is it to keep contained and make sure that they're not getting behind you while he's back there scrambling?
7: Well, that's been a big point of emphasis this week, not breaking coverage, staying in coverage, and you know, forcing him to hopefully we can flush him to the sidelines and get him to run out of bounds a little bit and uh, you know, get pursuit angles over there to him and gang tackling. The biggest thing for us is getting hats to the ball and gang tackling. You know, He's not the type of guy that you're going to bring down with an arm tackle. You've know, you got to get a, a solid form tackle, put a shoulder into him, and you've got to get five or six guys around the ball gang tackling. If we gang tackle tonight, I feel really good about slowing him down.
1: Offensively, what are some things you guys think you can maybe take advantage of against the Lutcher defense? What are some things you guys are hoping to do well on that side tonight?
7: We just got to keep our run game going. I feel like the uh, you know, the first two weeks in the scrimmage and the jamboree we really ran the ball well. And uh, if we can get our run game going, I feel good about our chances uh, you know, at, at putting up some points, uh, getting in going a little bit uh, you know, early in the play action game, get him some 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 good manageable throws to get his confidence going, because once his confidence gets going, he can spend it with the best of them. So, uh, and and he can hurt you with his legs. So uh, I think having DeMarcus back tonight is going to be big for him. It's going to be a security blanket for him. Owen Murillo's been playing really good the last couple of weeks at receiver. Kobe Blanchett had a great game last week. And uh, unfortunately, Jalen Brown, who had a really good game for us last week at running back, is going to be on the shelf uh, with a dislocated shoulder. So, you know, we get a couple back in and one goes out, but uh, thank God, that's one of the positions we have a lot of depth at is running back.
1: So tell me about um, Ian, because, you know, actually this was Stan uh, Gravois who uh, shot me this note um, during your jamboree saying, Hey man, like he's made a lot of strides. He looks really, really good back there. And throughout the summer and, you know, in the off season, you've been saying, Hey man, Ian's really stepping up, being a vocal leader and really helping us out. And, you know, Talk about that senior leader back at quarterback. It's got to make you feel a little bit more comfortable when it's third and four, third and five, knowing that you got a big leader out there taking that snap.
7: Well, for Ian, now it's finally gotten to the point where he's got some some mileage on him and he's got some game time experience. You know, his sophomore year, uh, he got thrust into the quarterback role the last couple of games of the season when Luke was down with covid and Ian jumps in as the starting quarterback at South Fush and had a really good game, and then uh, had a really good game at Arad in the playoffs. But then his, his junior year, we get cut short again for Ida, so it was just trying to get him back into a rhythm. And uh, we were young on the offensive line last year, so he really didn't have the time uh, to throw the ball that we'd like. And I think this year we're, we're a little better up front, so he's got he's got more security around him. He's got DeMarcus back, which he lost last year, which was that guy that could hit the home run. So, you know, just having the pieces around him allow him to be able, uh, you know, to, to do more and become a better football player, which he has become.
1: There are other games in the area tonight. I don't know if Bourgeois is playing at home, but look, man, you guys are the premier matchup in the area. I'm expecting a big crowd. I'll be out there. I know a lot of folks from down the bay who are just curious and want to go watch a ball game will be making the trip. I'm expecting a big old crowd over at Tiger Stadium tonight, man.
7: Yeah, I'm sure it will be. The fans are going to be excited. Um, you know, we're getting back to the normalcy of football, you know, where it's regular football, no limited crowds and masks and all that stuff we were dealing with with COVID. You know, people are starting to, to to see some recovery from Ida, and everybody's kind of settling down again and looking forward to a great football season. And I know we'll probably have some, some teams that are playing on Friday that will come scout us tonight that are that are getting us down the road or getting lunches down the road. So, I think it'll be a great football game between two really good football teams.
1: Coach, it's hot. I'm looking out the window. The sun is out. It's hot. It's probably hundred degrees out. And I went to a middle school game yesterday. It started at six before the sun went down. Even at six o'clock, it was still brutally hot. As I was leaving at seven, it was it, you know wasn't all the way you know as hot as it was, but it was still pretty toasty. I'm sure you're walking around the campus, letting the guys know, "Hey, man, get some water in you, get some Gatorade in you." You guys got a four-quarter battle, and they're going to be losing a lot of those fluids whenever they start, uh, you know, hitting and putting the pads on.
7: Yeah, and we saw that yesterday in the JV game we played uh, JV at lunch and last night. You know, it was a six o'clock start, and and and, and you know, traditionally JV they have you know a, a short practice before they leave and uh, get on the road to go. They they still practice with the varsity because a lot of those guys actually contribute on the special teams and things like that on Friday night. So we saw some cramps last night, and, uh, you know, we preached that to the varsity guys as we were leaving practice yesterday and those guys that do play the special teams with the JV, make sure you start hydrating the night before because once you get to that day, it's almost too late, you know. So you got to start the night before with the water, the Gatorade, and those sodas anything like that that can, uh, you know, dehydrate the system. So we definitely appreciate it. We saw a lot of our players walking around this morning with their water jugs, bringing them to class. So hopefully uh, we can bypass some of the cramps tonight, Uh, but it's inevitable. It's those first couple of games. You're going to get some, you know, but uh, hopefully it's not as bad as uh, it could be. I know it's going to be hot.
1: Coach, I talk a lot on this show about vibe and chemistry, and look, you guys have a new principal in place. And the first thing she told me when we when we wrote the story on her taking the job was, "I want to bring Thibodeau pride back. And I want people to be excited to be here, and I want you know people to love this school as much as I love this school." Talk about that, man. That's refreshing, and I feel like you guys have a little more spirit this coming fall than what you've had in years past.
7: Yeah, she's doing a great job, and you can see it this morning. Just uh, you know, the kids coming in dressed up for the pep rally today, and. The teachers are dressed up, and, it, I mean, it's, it, it's booming over here. She's doing a great job of getting it going, and, uh, you know, she, uh, you know we, we did a little alma mater practice to make sure we get it right. You know, we do the alma mater at the end of the game with the, with the cheerleaders and the dance team and the band, so she's definitely all about bringing the spirit back, and, and you, can, you can definitely see it in the halls.
1: It's a heavyweight fight tonight, Coach. Before we let you go, what are some keys to victory? What are some things Thibodeau has to do well tonight if they want to come into the winner's circle?
7: Well, definitely, we got to uh, force some turnovers, you know, and, I, and and hopefully we can get, you know, Winfield maybe to, to make an errand throw here and there, or, uh, you know, we can get him to put it on the ground. We need to force a couple of turnovers on defense. And then uh, offensively, we need to not turn it over, be able to run the football and uh, convert on third downs. You know, that's going to be a, a big deal. Usually the, the team that converts the most third downs wins the game. So we can convert on third downs, create a couple of turnovers, and be solid in the kicking game. Because that's a big thing for us. we got a weapon at kicker uh, with Dylan. We can be solid in the kicking game. I think we'll come out
1: ahead. One of the things that I mentioned earlier in the show at the open when I was kind of breaking this one down is I said that one of the big keys is which team is going to punch the ball into the end zone whenever they get into the opposing team's territory. Because I think both teams are going to move the ball a little bit tonight. At the high school level, whenever you get inside that 30, how important is it? That you're not turning it over on downs or kicking a field goal or whatever it may be, though it is awesome that you guys can kick a field goal. But other schools may don't maybe don't have that luxury. How important is it when you get in the red zone to punch it in and you know punch them in the mouth and drive that ball into the end zone?
7: Well that's sets the tone. You know, if you if if you're converting in the red zone and you punch it in when you get in there, usually you're gonna be pretty successful, you know. Um uh, you gotta come away with points. And and sometimes you you gotta come away with three, you know. And we have the ability to come away with three this year. But, uh, you know, if if it's my choice, we're coming away with six every time. And hopefully that's what the case is
1: tonight. All right, brother. We'll see you tonight. We're rooting for you, man. Good luck. All right, man. Thanks. Yep. That is Coach Chris Dugot with the Thibodeau Tigers. Seven o'clock tonight. They're taking on Lutcher. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a matchup that is going to set the tone both ways for both of those teams. Two teams that I think are going to be heading towards the postseason and have opportunities to have really, really proficient years. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Stan Grava. It ain't Tuesday, y'all, but we miss Stan on Tuesday, so we're going to our Terrebonne General Thursday in the next segment of the show here on Play by Play. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout.
0: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.
2: Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups so and their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue and Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
5: At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation.
4: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about friend Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called DoFriend Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bellchase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference.
6: When you order curbside pickup on the new Rousers Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders $35 or more. Download the new Rousers shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouses' Markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouses' Markets, feels like home. Want to become
11: a certified babysitter? TerraBone General Health System is excited to offer Super Sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic childcare skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices, or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TGHealthSystem.com.
1: Look, I've been walking around here with a pep to my step for the last couple of days, knowing what's ahead. It's finally here. Maybe the only guy more excited than I am or equally excited to I am is Stan Gravov, Terrebonne General. He is going to be joining us in this segment of the show to talk about everything that's going to be happening locally in the next couple of days. Stan, good afternoon, my friend. How are you?
13: Good, Casey, and I'm really good because uh, the forecast seems to be no rain today. I know that's tough to make that prediction, but... Uh, <laughs> Man, if we could get away with it on these artificial turfs, it'll seem just like a regular, beautiful day today.
1: I agree 100%. There's nothing in the Gulf to scare us away. There's no clouds in the sky right now. This afternoon may be different, as you said. But we've got games today, man. We've got home of Christian taking on Highland Baptist, a home game that was moved to the road. We've got H.L. Bourgeois hosting Lafayette. We've got Thibodeau taking on Lutcher. Right out of the shoot, three big time contests. Looking forward to seeing how the action shakes out tonight. We had Chris Dugat on in the last segment of the show, and he was saying, Hey, man, you know, we got to not turn it over. We got to force turnovers. We got to win the kicking game. And I think we've got some big matchups here tonight, and it's great to hear the coaches breaking them down.
13: Yeah, Chris better stop that quarterback from LaFouche. Oh, excuse me, from Lutcher also, because uh, he's pretty good. They, they're jumping right into the fire, right? With Lutcher, that's going to be a
7: huge game
13: and Thibodeau, for sure. And, and the interesting thing about HL's game is they're taking on a Lafayette High team. that Lafayette traditionally has pretty good sports. Obviously, you had the Blanis brothers that went there. and you know, But it's they, they don't come into the Homa area very much, right? So that'll be a little different. We'll see exactly what HL Bourgeois is about in that game. And I'm sort of curious about Homa Christian. How are they, they going to be? I understand that the... Jamboree for them with Central Private. Central Private had a couple of exceptional athletes that they just kind of couldn't keep up with. I don't think Holland Baptist is necessarily going to be that way. So what is Homer Christian going to be about with this new coaching staff there, too? So, yeah, it all starts tonight. We find out a lot about our high schools tonight. And in years past, we would say, well, you know, it's still a pre-district game. Don't get bent out of shape. Well, it's time to start getting bent out of shape. Because everything matters now with PowerPoint rankings, for sure.
1: One of the things that's going to be most interesting to track, Stan, is is the conditioning levels of the respective teams. And what I mean by that is, look, we had a stretch of seven to ten days last week where you couldn't go out because there's lightning or rain or whatever it may be. Then now, B.J. Young told me yesterday, we haven't gone out all week this week. And I'm saying, well, why the hell are you not going out, B.J.? Because, you know, it's been clear. Heat index warnings have been, you know, not allowing them to get out. It's been too hot. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's either raining or it's too hot to get out. What I'm getting at is a lot of teams haven't had a lot of work. I'd be curious to see in the fourth quarter which team's going to be conditioned to to keep pushing forward and which team's going to start battling those grants.
13: Yeah, for folks out there who don't realize that there is a wet bulb, global temperature that's taken, it's usually taken at about 1 o'clock in most of the schools in the afternoon. And if you don't meet a certain criteria, you actually can't go out and practice. Or the practice is scaled back. Like if you're at a certain temperature with the humidity and everything, they may say you could practice for an hour, but you can't put on, you know, shoulder pads or whatever the case may be. Well, this week, it kind of hit everybody hard. It wasn't necessarily lightning. It was that. And I got to tell you, I've been getting reports where some schools have sort of just tried to skirt that and they tried to get around it. and They tried to. Well, I'm going to tell you what, if the LHSA comes in or any entity out there or some kid gets hurt when something like that is uh, detected and you don't follow the rules, you're going to be in big time trouble. So I understand exactly where BJ is coming from with that, because I know a lot of schools in the area had to go through that this week. the other you know the flip side of that is is how do you get conditioned for a game on a Friday night right well the one thing we can say I guess all the teams are sort of going to be in the same boat and the other thing I would say is is that there is one team that plays tonight and or tomorrow night that doesn't have at least one or two kids cramping up on the sideline I would be extremely surprised those schools that are really good about this have started putting out bananas and pickle juice and everything way back on Monday. Not today, not loading up today. They would have had to start doing it at the beginning of the week and even for the past couple of weeks where you sort of acclimate the kids to everything that's going on. So we'll see. But even in the jamborees last week, we saw athletic trainers out there with kids cramping up a lot. So I imagine in a full game tonight, we'll see it probably even more.
1: Well, very well said. One of the things you talk about skirting the, the the wet ball, you know, humidity and heat index things, in speaking with BJ, you know what they're going to start doing? They're going to start practicing at 5 a.m. They're going to start practicing before school to try to skirt through that. Don't know how long that's going to last. That's going to be very tiresome for the kids. But BJ said, hey, man, we've got to get the work in. And, you know, obviously it won't be hot at 5 a.m., but that's what the Tarpons are going to be doing going forward.
13: That's what the recommendation is from the Louisiana High School Athletic Association, the National Federation of High Schools, the NATA, the LATA, all of these entities that deal with you say, you know, you can beat this. It's not like you can't practice. You just have to be smart about when you practice. Now, obviously, for convenience sake, you know, the high schools want to do it right when they let out of school. And if you get out of school at 2.15 or 3.15, whatever the case may be, You have your kids there already. But truthfully, if you move the practice back a couple hours and did it later evening, or, again, like BJ said, doing it at 5 o'clock, which I would love, to be honest with you, back in my coaching days, I would have thought that was great. And I know a lot of colleges do do that. You beat all of the weather. You don't even have to worry about lightning probably at 5 in the morning, although I will say here in (laughs) South Louisiana, it's a little bit of but, you know, in most times the mornings are pretty good. So, yeah, I would say thinking outside the box, these teams that think outside the box related to all of this, they're going to be your teams that are most successful.
1: They're going to be some heavyweight bouts uh, this week. You know, we talked about Thibodeau and Lutcher, and we talked about, you know, H.L. Bourgeois and Lafayette and Homer Christian, Highland Baptist. Well, tomorrow you got Vanderbilt and E.D. E. White. You got Terrebonne and South Terrebonne. You got. Uh, St. Edmund, I had St. Edmund's coach on yesterday. He said very openly, hey, we're coming down there trying to win. Like, they're not just coming here to face a 4A school and get a bunch of free PowerPoints. There's going to be some really close competitive games tomorrow right out of the gate, and I think that on Saturday morning, we're going to have a much, much better idea of where all of this stuff shakes out.
13: Yeah, and I think I sort of underplayed some of those matchups between lower divisions or lower classifications and higher classifications. What I mean by that is, is it's it's really interesting that we have these big rivalry games to start off the year. It's always you know Vanderbilt and Ed White. That's a big game. I know they haven't played for the last couple of years, but they haven't been in the same district forever, so they start the season off. And then Terrebonne and South Terrebonne, which used to be a big game, those are big rivals. So I sort of had my eye on those. And don't get me wrong, they're big games, but I also was looking at games around the countryside, like you know Hornville's taking on. Newman. And I was like, I'd be surprised if Newman's within 20. And then I kind of see what happens last week. And I'm going, hmm, I don't know. You know, Newman might, might run with on Bill and, and then I started thinking about South Lapouche and St. Ed's. I thought, yeah, I know St. Ed's got a good program, but I don't think they're going be to better run with the Tarpons. And then you sort of go look at St. Ed's and find out a little bit about them, And you are going, hmm, and then you go back to that old adage: all you got to put is eleven kids out there at a time. And if those eleven kids can play with your eleven kids, you don't need to have a school that has fifteen hundred compared to say six hundred. So that being said, it it could be one of those type games. And then, on top of it, we just talked about it. You know, conditioning: how are the teams going to be? Is my team more conditioned than yours? Can we play in the third into the third quarter and into the fourth quarter? Are we mentally tough? You know, we're going to find out what we have been sitting here talking about our schools thinking that physically they're going to be competitive, that it might be as good a football as we've seen in a long time. What we don't know about some of the teams are how they're going to be mentally, you know, how they're going to be in that late third, fourth quarter, whether they're going to get the job done, whether they're going to finish. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to be learned. Uh, I would say for the next three weeks. The next three weeks is going to give us a great cross sample of what I th- think we're going to see in our area.
1: Yep, I agree 100%. We've also got a ton of college football this coming weekend. Big matchups Ohio State and Notre Dame, you know, Oregon and Georgia, uh, Arkansas and Cincinnati. Of course, LSU and Florida State. This is a big one for the Tigers, man. Sunday, the Dome is sold out, taking on a Florida State team that. Rolled in their opening game against you know Cupcake State University. They went 47-7 to over Duquesne. LSU is a slight favorite in the game. The line has actually moved up in LSU's favor a little bit as we've gotten closer to kickoff. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm curious to see what it's going to look like. I don't know who the quarterback is going to be. I think they're going to probably play both. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch LSU take on Florida State on Sunday.
13: Yeah, I'm just excited that we're getting into college football now. I'm excited about games they're going to have tonight. Uh, You know, I'm going to hit the DVR for a couple of games that are actually tonight just so that when I get home from the high school games, I can watch a little bit of that. And obviously, we'll all be tuned in to the LSU-Florida State game. Remember, you get to see Ja'Kai Douglas from Terrebonne High, or hopefully we'll see Ja'Kai Douglas from Terrebonne High. I uh We're gonna find out about it. About excuse me. We're going to find out a lot about LSU. And I said this on the Saturday morning show. I think it's the biggest game of the year for the Tigers. I think it sets the tone for the rest of the year and what we might see. And uh, if they go out there and it's sort of a quarterback debacle where both guys can't get it going. A lot of people are going to question, why didn't you just go with one and stick with one? Why didn't, you know, three weeks ago you name one? So that so there's a lot of pitfalls that could happen from that game. I, it'll be a fun game. And uh, I know they call that a neutral site, but, yeah, that's yeah. not a neutral site. <laughs>
1: yeah, good luck with that being neutral out in New Orleans, right? <laughs> um, right. One of the big keys that a lot of folks are saying is, can Florida State block the LSU front? And apparently, and I didn't watch – really much of Andy. I was just kind of some highlights of Florida State's game with Duquesne. But apparently, at times, their offensive line was giving up a little penetration at times, uh, which probably is a good sign considering that LSU's strength is supposedly going to be their front seven. Curious to see if those big hog mollies up front could you know disrupt that run game because, look, Florida State's quarterback is not a proficient passer. If it's third and seven, third and eight all game long, LSU's got a great shot. I think up front, LSU's going to have to control it if they want to win it.
13: I think that goes both ways. You know, can LSU's offensive line block Florida State's front? And I don't think Florida State's front is near as good as LSU's front. But I don't think LSU's offensive line is anything to start writing home about just yet either. So I think that's, that's the game, right? It's, it's who can block who. It's the line play. And I think that's going to actually show more in an earlier season game than it does in a late season game. The one game I had the opportunity about two weeks ago when I was bored to tears, they had the old Notre Dame taking on Florida State to start the year last year game on. It was on ESPNU or something as just a replay type thing, and I watched it, and it was a little scary of how this Florida State team, who was not very good the prior year, was trying to turn things around, the way they came out against Notre Dame. And obviously, that was a Brian Kelly coach school. So I'm, I'm wondering, maybe he has learned something from that because he obviously opened up with Florida State before. So we'll see how that all plays out. I, I think LSU is going to win this one. I just hope that it's, uh, I hope that we're convinced by the win that things are going to be good for the Tigers.
1: That game, if I'm not mistaken, was the old classic Brian Kelly game where the reporter after the game asked him, hey, coach, how do you think your kids executed? To which Brian Kelly said, oh, yeah, we've got to execute a few of them, all right? If I'm not mistaken, that was actually the game where he got in a little hot water for saying that.
13: Yeah, what happened was is Florida State actually made a a huge comeback in that one and uh, scored 16 points maybe late in the third quarter or whatever. and boy, the folks in Tallahassee were fired up. We turned a corner, and then in overtime, Notre Dame wins it. And, uh, but it was, it was very, very close, and Notre Dame was supposed to blow them out. So that's why this one I'm sitting there, a little bit on pins and needles, hoping the Tigers play well.
1: Got two minutes before we let you go. The Saints made their 53-man roster. They trade uh, Gardner-Johnson. Any surprises with that? I mean, obviously, you're probably surprised to see uh you know, Gardner-Johnson go. But in terms of how they crafted their roster, were there any surprises to you?
13: No, except for that. That that one particular move, I was, you know, this is a guy who, whether you like him or hate him, he fired you up some kind of way, you know, and uh, to see him go makes me believe that there was something wrong with him in the locker room or just something wrong in general. But the one thing, we're not there. So, you know, again, you have to trust the coaches and they're trying to do what's best for the team. I often wonder with his situation if him and Michael Thomas just didn't jive at all and maybe we see a better Michael Thomas for it without that guy in the locker room. So we'll see how that all plays out. But uh, no, no, uh I you know, I kinda of thought the guys who made the team were gonna make it. Uh maybe the Washington at running back was a little bit of a surprise, but uh I think he'll be back before it's all said and done playing, you know, for the Saints. So yeah, it's pretty much what I thought it would be.
1: Very good. My friend, look, we thank you so much for the time. Uh I'll try to keep you updated on some scores and then hopefully you'll do the same for us, brother.
13: We'll do that. I hope everybody has fun at the games tonight and tomorrow night and just smile that we're back enjoying high school football.
1: Hey, man, we'll chat Saturday, bro. All
13: right, talk to you later.
1: Yep, that is Stan Gravois with Terrible in General. That was our Terrible in General Thursday as opposed to Tuesday. Stan was a little occupied on Tuesday, had a couple things to do, so we just kicked it down the road and it actually worked out with the start of the high school football season being today. Let's catch a break. <clears throat> when we get back, a couple of things in the headlines that we want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Serena Williams. I want to talk about LSU football. All that and more in the next segment of the show is play-by-play on KLEB
0: the french connection the all-new raging cajun 102.7 fm
3: hey mike davis here looking for your next new vehicle come check us out at golden motors price is priority come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in many 2022 silverado trucks and suvs to choose from New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection. Or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000.
2: Guaranteed.
1: play-by-play play here on KLEB. We want to thank everybody who joined us on the call-in lines today. That would be Coach Pokey with LCO, Coach Dugas with Thibodeau, and then Stan for our Terrible General Thursday interview. You can catch all that in the archives as soon as we wrap up today. Um, couple of notes, man. Very rarely does like something super cool happen in sports, especially when you're an avid fan. You've seen a lot of this stuff already. Like, you know, An upset happens. Ah, we've seen that before. You know, a team that's a 10-point underdog wins in a college basketball game. Ah, you know, hey, that's cool, but we've seen that before. You know, a walk-on scores a touchdown. Hey, that's awesome. But, you know, we have seen situations like that before. Right now in tennis, and I don't know how long it's going to last, we're seeing something really cool play out. Serena Williams, who's a 23-time major champion, has announced openly and publicly that she is playing in her final, not maybe not final, but she said she's evolving away from tennis after this tournament as she wants to grow her family. She has a child, maybe wants to have others, whatever it may be. Um, So Serena's playing at the U.S. Open, maybe for the last time we see her in a while. She wins her opening round matchup and played pretty well. But the draw wasn't any good. you know. She has to face the number two player in the world in the second round of the tournament. So a lot of folks are saying, all right, okay, gotcha. Um, she's going to lose in the second round, and we'll get our swan song, and everything will be over with after that. Okay, Not so fast. Serena had other plans. Serena Williams played unbelievably well last night, winning a three-set 7-6, 2-6, 6-2 upset of Annette Canoviette last night at the U.S. Open defeating the number two seed in the tournament and just igniting the sports world. It was really cool to see so many figures and so many well-known people on hand to support Serena. It was really cool to see the, the joy with which people were rooting Serena on with. Tiger Woods was there. When Serena wins a big point, he's fist pumping and going crazy like he had just won a major championship in his own right. So it's cool to see at a time of such divisiveness in the world, people rallying together around something. Serena is 40 years old. She is still really damn good, but maybe not fully the player that she used to be. Is she good enough to win this tournament? If she's got the stamina to go... The however many more matches she's got to win? I think so. I think she's still got enough game left to make it happen. And what a story that would be if she were able to bring it home. That's the first thing that I wanted to mention about this. The second thing that I wanted to mention from this, um, we need to, as sports fans, stop labeling um, greatness. Stop labeling greatness greatness. And and what I mean by that is this. I've heard so many times in the last oh, I don't know, week or so since Serena opened the US Open. She's one of the best female athletes of all time. And you know, it's a fact, right? She is one of the best female athletes of all time. But as I study Serena Williams's career, I think saying that cheats her and does her an injustice. Serena Williams is not just one of the best female athletes of all time. Serena Williams is one of the best athletes, period, of all time. So just be more mindful when we say things like that because she is an innovator. She is unbelievable. She's a 23-time major champion, and she does move the needle. 2.7 million people watched her match last night. That's more than Monday Night Raw. That's more than most NBA games. It's not going to touch NFL. NFL is in the league of its own. But 2.7 million people want to be part of this. Serena's not just an iconic female athlete. She's an iconic athlete, and she's one of the best ever, any gender, to do what she does. And I hope that she wins the whole damn thing. That's the first thing. The second thing that I want to talk about some LSU football is the Tigers are going to be taking on Florida State on Sunday. Haven't really broken down the matchup a whole lot here on the show, so I want to do so now. Um, Obviously, a lot of the eyes and the ears and the attention is going to be on the quarterback situation and what LSU does with the quarterback situation for Sunday's game. But for me, that's actually one of the spots that I'm looking at the least, man. like I'm confident that LSU is going to be set at quarterback either one. I think that Either Nussmeyer or Daniels are both going to play well. They're both going to do things that could help the team throughout the course of the game, right? Some areas that I'm looking forward to seeing is, they tell me that the LSU wide receiver group is incredible. Guys like Jack Besh, Kayshawn Boutte, uh, Chris Hilton, Jare Jenkins, Kyron Lacy, Malik Neighbors, um, Brian Thomas, and then you, you add the tight ends, you know, Nick Stores, Cole Taylor, Jack Mashburn, like they've got some dudes there that could really give some competitive advantages to LSU on the edges. I want to see that receiver group dominate because that's the one thing that can make things easy for a quarterback that's maybe a little nervous, maybe looking over his, you know, his shoulder a little bit. That's one thing that can make it easier for them is having wide open receivers running down the field throughout the course of the game. I want to see that receiver group Boutte and Besh and you know Lacy and uh, Jenkins and all those guys dominate their one-on-one matchups. Not just have five catches for you know, 48 yards. Dominate. Get behind them. Get deep down the field on third and seven. Get open. Run the slant hard. Make a man miss. Go get the first down. I want the LSU receivers to dominate the game because I think they're capable of doing it. I want to see the LSU running backs make plays. And I say running backs, plural, loosely, because there aren't very many of them Unfortunately, who are going to be active with John Emery out? Armani Goodwin is going to be available. Of course, the starter is going to be Noah Kane. Josh Williams may get a little bit of burn. Someone's going to have to establish themselves as the guy, right? Because the LSU football team, when they're at their best, there's a lead dog running the football. Be it Fournette, be it Edwards-Elair, be it um, Charles Scott, be it Keelan Williams. LSU has always had teams that have had multiple guys But the best of the best teams had that one guy who separated himself and became the lead dude. I want to see Noah Cain become the lead dude. Then on the back end of that, I want to see LSU's defensive front control this game. LSU has so much talent in its front seven. Last year at times it looked great. They, They beat the hell out of Alabama up front last year. When they were motivated and wanted to play hard, they were among the elite groups in the entire country. You have a front group that has BJ Olari, Ali Gay, Quincy Wiggins, Jacobian Guillory, Jacqueline Roy, Mason Smith, Micah Baskerville, Mike Jones, Kobe Fields, Greg Penn, Harold Perkins, West Weeks, amongst others. I want to see those guys get penetration I want to see those guys get in the backfield, and I want to see those guys be a complete pain in the ass to everything that Florida State is trying to do offensively throughout the game. The LSU front seven this season has the potential on paper to be a disruptive force that disrupts everything the opposing offenses are trying to do. The talent is there. You got a big dude like Mason Smith in the middle, who from all accounts from camp is unblockable. So if you got a dude in the middle that's pushing the center into the quarterback every play, that forces the quarterback to bounce outside. Well, if you got guys on the edges like BJ O'Lari and, you know, Ali Gay who are rushing wide, McKee Wingo from Missouri, who are rushing wide, who are ready to go get the quarterback when he bounces outside, guess what? You're in a bind. If you got a dude like Mason Smith, who's eating up blockers in the middle and you try to run up the middle, guess what? While he's eating up those blockers, the linebackers are getting in and finishing plays and cleaning things up and making tackles. The old expression is potential gets coaches fired. I'm tired of saying that they have potential to be a great unit. It's time to go be a great unit. So aside from the quarterbacks, there's so much more to watch in this game on Sunday because LSU's got strengths in other areas that need to be exploited. I want to see the receivers, as I said, I want to see the front seven just go and play and just have some fun and just let it loose. Yeah, you do have to be proficient under center. LSU went undefeated during a regular season and made it all the way to the national championship game with Jordan Jefferson and Jarrett Lee at quarterback. If you dominate other areas, you could still be highly successful. And I think that LSU's got the ability and the talent to potentially dominate other areas, They just got to make it happen between the white lines. Very quickly, I want to see LSU kick the football. I don't know who LSU's kicker is going to be. There are reports out of camp that that was an area that was kind of a little bit of a weak spot. That ain't any good in the SEC. If it's a 40-yard field goal on end, that has to be automatic. If it's a 40 through 49 yard field goal, that's got to be a 60 or 70%, you know, we'll we'll take the three points thing. And if it's fifty and beyond, you know, heck, it's a coin toss, maybe even less. Anything short of that, you're in trouble. Because in the SEC, there are going to be too many games decided within 10 points. When you have an opportunity to get points, you got to get them. There are a handful of kickers listed on the LSU roster. Don't know who the actual kicker is going to be whenever they roll out the ball on Sunday. But those points got to be automatic. In the punting game, Peyton Tonn and Jay Bramblett are going to be competing to be the starter there. you got to flip the field in punting. When you're out on the field, it's got to be 45 yards or more every time. You can't shank one and have it go 20 yards. You can't kick one off the side of your foot and have it go 28 yards. Losing yards at the edges in the SEC gets you beat. It sounds like I'm a stickler. It sounds like I'm being too hard saying people can't make mistakes or whatever. But guess what? Alabama. Don't make any of those mistakes. That's why they are what they are. Special teams is going to be big for LSU. Can they avoid muffing a punt and turning it over? Can they avoid having a block in the back that negates a long kick return? Can they make all the field goals from 40 on end? Can they flip the field on that punt and get better field position for themselves? When you're a little bit of an underdog and a younger team, you got to do all that little stuff that no one wants to talk about, and that'll be a big piece in deciding how LSU season goes. Can't wait for Sunday, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hell, I can't wait for Saturday either. That's going to be even more fun. Let's catch a break. When we get back, i got some betting picks for you all, and then we're getting out of here on this Thursday show, which has flown by. Time flies when you're having fun. We've got one more segment to go on KLEB.
5: Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for LaFouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for Judge. Early voting begins October 25th and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 1. Always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. 2. Wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. 3. Remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. 4. Empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as 2 inches of water. 5. Check the water first if a child goes missing. 6. Stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number 7, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim.
12: You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the Weatherbug app for hyper local weather reports and real time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the Weatherbug app today for free.
9: For nearly half a century, Tiger Rag magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Orgeron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship.
8: It takes hard work. It takes
0: a commitment.
9: Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at tigerrag.com.
1: RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev.
3: New name? Same company. Learn more at letsrev.com.
1: Play-by-play, play. we've had a wonderful show today. We thank everybody so much for listening, and we hope everybody's enjoying themselves on this Thursday. We've got one more segment to go, and we'll get out of here. A reminder, join us tomorrow night. Friday night, varsity football coverage. This Friday, South Lafouche will be taking on St. Edmund. Opening kick at 7 o'clock. Pre-game festivities will begin oh about 6.30 or so. Our broadcast will be sponsored in part by <clears throat> Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joseph De Contractors, Terrebone General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouses Markets, South LaFouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Also, thanks to our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. How about the Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge, and Homa Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price priority, proudly supporting South LaFouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. A reminder tomorrow, after the games go final, <clears throat> join us for After the Lights, which will be about, oh, 10 15 minutes after the Tarpon game goes final. Brian Kale and myself will bring you After the Lights, presented by Grand Isle Shipyard. We'll be recapping all the high school action. We'll be giving an update on, you know, who scored what touchdowns and what were the scores to which games. And we'll be keeping everybody in tune with all the action in our local area. That's after the lights presented by Grand Isle Shipyard tomorrow night after the South Lafouche game right here on 102.7. So we thank everybody for their support with that. We thank Grand Isle Shipyard for their support with that endeavor. Um, betting picks and then we're out of here today. The first one. It's, man, it's really cool to be able to give you guys a betting pick involving college football, bro. The first betting pick that I got today, uh, actually, I put a pin in it. Never mind, this is a college football game for tomorrow. I'm going to be betting something on the TCU Colorado game tomorrow, y'all, but I'm just seeing that game's Friday. I thought it was tonight. Uh, So in lieu of that, I'm going to give you tonight, uh, let's go Penn State, minus three over Purdue. Penn State's going on the road, taking on Purdue I just think Penn State's going to have better athletes. Purdue's got an explosive offense, but I think Penn State's going to out-athlete them. They're going to compete more favorably in space than Purdue will, and they're also going to be more physical up front. So give me Penn State to beat Purdue tonight, covering the minus three. Uh, Major League Baseball will cover the rest of our two picks for the day. The first one that I like involves uh, the Dodgers and the Mets. I like the Dodgers today to beat the Mets. Minus 130 money line. The Dodgers are 90 and 39. They're one of the best teams that the sport has seen in recent years. Clayton Kershaw is back. He's pitching today against Chris Bassett. I think the Dodgers will do enough to take care of business and get the win there. Also today, uh, let's see. I like the Brewers to defeat the Arizona Diamondbacks. Minus 135 money line. The Brewers are throwing Brandon Woodruff, who started off the year slow but who has since been incredible. Woodruff gets a lot of strikeouts, doesn't necessarily pitch to contact. He's trying to blow you down. He's, his ERA is down to 3.31 after a rough start to the year. The Diamondbacks have been hot. They're only seven games below five hundred now, and they're throwing Merrill Kelly, who's one of their better arms. But they got crushed last night by Philly, 18-2. They've used a lot of their bullpen in that one, and I think the Brewers are going to take advantage of that, go on the road and get a victory and keep the pace in the NL Central chase and also the wild card chase for Milwaukee. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's show should be good, man. I mean, we're going to just be breaking down and previewing all kinds of college football and high school football and everything in between. It's going to be an exciting show, and we can't wait to um, pick it all apart bit by bit. I'm going to have some betting picks for you all. might even give you more than three tomorrow uh, because we've got so much college football and everything. I'm going to study the boards. we I mean, might give you a couple of bonus ones in tomorrow's show. And um break down some games that we're interested in around our area and beyond. Um, thanks to you all. We're gonna be back tomorrow. If you see me at the games tonight, don't be you know shy, don't be bashful, say hello. Make sure that you know I get a picture of your kid if you got a kid that plays for Thibodeau or Lutcher or whatever it may be. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. We'll be back tomorrow. Cannot wait to do tomorrow's show. Cannot wait to do shows for the next several months because, y'all, high school football is finally here. We've waited long enough. The wait is now over. See you at the games. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. God bless.
0: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.